Who's blessed today? Come on. We are all blessed. Hallelujah. Because God is a good God. Yeah. And he meets us every time we come and into his house of worship. He is here to meet us, to be with us, and to give us exactly what we need on the specific day that we come and receive from him. Amen. So I am blessed. Hallelujah. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. As always, it is a privilege and an honor for me to stand here before the congregation and speak to you what God has placed in my heart. Amen. And God is awesome. He is great. Because if I had not even spoken today, you would have received the word that God has for you today. Amen. Through the songs, through the testimony that um, uh, Nate gave. Amen. Because God is good. And he always backs up his word. When he wants um, a message to get across, he makes it a point to get it across. Hallelujah. All we need to do is open our ears, refine them, and let God speak into them. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, I come before you and your throne, oh God, asking my God that at this moment, Lord, your spirit be the one to talk and speak into our lives, oh God. Lord, for your Holy Spirit knows each and every one of our needs, oh God. So Lord, where I cannot reach, I pray that right now you will, my God and Savior. We thank you for the privilege and the honor of being in this place today, and in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're going to see once um, I begin to speak how so many of the, of the songs and the words that came forth today connect. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to start by asking, when you hear the word Nike, what comes to mind? <laughs> Nate. <laughs> yes, that's true. Nate does come to mind. Hallelujah. But yes, right? Sneakers. Um, I think the Jordans, right? And, and that kind of thing. And uh, I was look, you know, when I was researching for the word today, I found a word that I said, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And so the word is actually called or said Nikau, Nikau. And Nike actually comes from this word Nikau. It is a Greek word that was used. Um, and that was actually, I think, mostly recognized when the Olympics came about and, um, the, the word Nikau means to be victorious or to win a battle. Amen. So in other words, to overcome. Hallelujah. To overcome. And today I want to talk about overcoming, not conforming. Overcoming, not conforming. Hallelujah. And the story that the Lord placed in my heart was about David and Goliath. And when I told Tony this morning, he goes, hey, that's one of our chapters for today. I said, well, God is good. Amen. So, you know, this story is familiar, pretty familiar with everyone. Um, even as children, we heard the story about David and Goliath. Um, and when we hear and read the story, we think overcomer, right? David overcame that Goliath. Hallelujah. But what we may not think about is how he did not conform because he could have conformed to the crowd, to everyone else who was afraid and feared for their lives, but he did not. He chose to become or to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. So let's read 1 Samuel 17. And I'm going to be reading from the Message Bible just because I liked the way they described the story. And it says, um, verse 31, says, The things David was saying were picked up and reported to Saul. Saul was the king at the time. Saul sent, so Saul sent for him. Master, David said, don't give up hope. 
I am ready to go and fight this Philistine. Saul answered David, you can't go and fight this Philistine. You're too young and inexperienced. And he has been at the fighting business since before you were born. David said, I've been a shepherd tending to sheep for my father. Whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I'd go after it, knock it down, and rescue the lamb. If it turned on me, I'd grab it by the throat, wring its neck, and kill it. Now picture, David was not like this big, bulky, bodybuilding um, young guy. He was like a scrawny little thing, according to what you read about him, amen? And I'll do the same to this Philistine pig who is taunting the troops of God. God who delivered me from the teeth of the lion and the claws of the bear will deliver me from this Philistine. Saul said, go and God help you. Then Saul outfitted David as a soldier in armor. He put his bronze helmet on his head and belted his sword on him over the armor. David tried to walk, but he could hardly budge. David told Saul, I can't even move with all this stuff on me. I'm not used to this. And he took it all off. He began to strip it all off. And I want to hold here uh, for a minute and speak about how sometimes that we, we look like David sometimes, where we kind of try to put on other people's armor. You know, we try to take on other people's anointings. We try to flow on other people's prayers. And then God is looking down on us and saying, but what are you doing, my child? I gave you your own anointing. I have given you your own ability and power to pray and overcome. Amen. And David knew that he didn't need all this extra stuff, that the power came from God and he was going to go out there with that very power and overcome. So you see battles, we all don't fight our battles or our struggles the same way. So the way I may fight them might be different from you. The way that the elders overcome their struggles might be different from yours. But it's the way God has given it to you. Don't be afraid to use exactly what God has given you to overcome any battle, any struggle, or circumstance. Circumstance, amen? Hallelujah. Use the unique armor that God has given you the unique strength, strategies, talents, and skills, and tools to overcome and be victorious because they are uniquely yours. Amen? So then David took his shepherd's staff, selected five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in a pocket of his shepherd's pack. And with his sling in his hands approached Goliath. See, David used the strategy that the Lord gave uniquely to him. When everybody else thought that he, you know, would need to come in maybe with a sword and a spear, God gave him his own unique method to come against that Goliath. Amen? As the Philistine paced back and forth, his shield bearer in front of him, he noticed David. He took one look down on him and sneered, a mere youngster, apple-cheeked and peach-fuzzed. The Philistine ridiculed David. Am I a dog that you would come after me with a stick? And he cursed him by his gods. Come on, said the Philistine. I'm going to make you roadkill for the buzzards. I'll turn you into a tasty morsel for the field mice. Now, imagine you being David. Imagine you being yourself. Right? Most of us are not these big bodybuilding uh, women or men. 
Most of us maybe not even pick up a weight <laughs> most of the time, right? But God has given us what we need to come against our Goliaths. And David, you know, stood strong in what he knew and was continuing to face the Goliath, amen? But if he would have listened to his words, the negativity that he threw out, all the things that he was speaking against him, and he would have accepted those words, where would, have the, Philist- where would have, um, the Israelites be and where would David be right now? They would not have won that war. But David knew exactly who he was, and he stood confident in that, amen? And God wants you to know today that you need to stand confident in who you are in God because there is nothing impossible for the Lord, amen? There is nothing you cannot overcome in your life, hallelujah, for God has already made and prepared the way, hallelujah. Jesus, we praise you, my God. David didn't let his words detain him or distract him or keep him from doing what God called him to do at that moment. Hallelujah. But sometimes we allow negative words that come at us with the sole purpose of preventing us from doing what God has specifically and clearly put in our hearts to do. Hallelujah. And it stops us from moving forward. We allow that doubt to begin to creep in. David answered. Let's listen how David answered. David answered, you come at me with sword and spear and battle axe. I come at you in the same. I come in at you in the name of God, of the angel armies, the God of Israel's troops, whom you curse and mock. Hallelujah. What greater weapon is there than our God alone who lives within us, who's given us authority and power to come against anything, hallelujah, that the devil may throw at us. David knew who he stand in. He knew who he worshipped. He knew who had delivered him from the lions and the bears, hallelujah, who had given him that supernatural strength at the very moment that he needed it in order to kill those animals so that it would not hurt the sheep and flocks of his father, hallelujah. We have that same power and authority. Hallelujah. This very day, God is handing you over. He, t- he continued to say, this very day, God is handing you over to me. I'm about to kill you. Cut your head and serve up your body and the bodies of your Philistine buddies to the crows and coyotes. Hallelujah. I, I just love that. He went in there with the confidence that only Christ could give. Hallelujah. Because again, imagine this scrawny little kid going up to this huge giant talking all this stuff. Goliath must have been like talking all this smack for, you know, I'm going to like wipe the floor with you in an instant. Hallelujah. You know how um, I picture anyway, Goliath may be thinking this way. Some of you that saw the, um, I believe it was the Avengers movie with, with the Hulk. And he took the, um, the blue guy, because I don't even remember his name, but he took him like a rag doll, plah, 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 plah. You know, David probably, I mean, Goliath probably thought, I'm going to do this with David. I'm going to sweep you off, you know, sweep the floor with you, amen? But David stood there strong, saying, ha, I'm coming for you, hallelujah. And when I'm done with you, I'm cutting the he- your head off, and I'm going to show it to the Philistines so that they know the God that we serve, hallelujah. Jesus, and if we would stand up, more often with that posture, that demeanor, hmm, I will tell you what devil would mess with you. There isn't any, hallelujah, there wouldn't be any, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And everyone gathered here will learn that God doesn't save by means of sword or spear. The battle belongs to God. He's handing you to us on a platter. 
Hallelujah. Thank God that we have such a loving, awesome, powerful, mighty working God that it doesn't matter what we go through. It doesn't matter what the devil comes and throws our way. Whatever lies he begins to place in our minds or in our hearts or what we see with our eyes that's happening in our families or what hap- what's happening in our job place, or our workplace. Amen. Thank God that God be already knew it all. And already prepared the way. Hallelujah. And all we have to do is declare our victory. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. That roused the Philistine. And he started toward David. David took off from the front line, running toward the Philistine. Hallelujah. David, I love that part. David took off running towards the Philistine. Hallelujah. He didn't hesitate. It doesn't say that he took a moment to think about what was his next move. No, he already knew. I'm running and I'm coming after you. Hallelujah. That's the stand we need to take sometimes in our homes and where we are. Hallelujah. In the midst, in the midst of the struggle, the circumstance, the trials, whatever the enemy thought he could bring our way to knock us down, we got to come out running. We can't come out sitting down like the world would do because they don't have the confidence in Christ. Hallelujah. No, we need to recognize, identify ourselves with Christ. Hallelujah. The Redeemer, the Savior, but the, also the, power, the most powerful overcomer. Hallelujah. And we are overcomers. Hallelujah. And David knew that and he came out running. Hallelujah. But how many of us can say that we take off? In this manner as David when we face with adversity, struggles, or with trials. Hallelujah. How many of us can say that we have ran straight into battle when the devil has thrown it, thrown at us all that he has? Hallelujah. We need to come out running with our fist up in the air, letting the devil know what, what you got against me. What you come and throwing at me, I'm going to box you down. Hallelujah. I'm going to beat you down. It's so funny that Nate used that term because it was right there in my message. Come out with your fists up and fight back. Don't let him come against you and you take it. Hallelujah. You see, David was able to run straight into fight or into the battle because he had already been preparing himself with more of God and less of him. We remember that? More of God and less of him and less of us. Yes, David knew how to seek God fervently every day on his own because he was a shepherd boy. A lot of the times it was just him and those flocks. But God was always with him and he knew how to prepare himself in God. Hallelujah. So think about it. If you're not coming out fighting, maybe you're not preparing yourself ahead of time. Hallelujah. Don't wait for the war to come to you, to reach you and catch you sleeping. Hallelujah. Unaware, on alert. Jesus. David reached out into his pocket for a stone, slung it, and hit the Philistine hard in the forehead, embedding the stone deeply. The Philistine crashed face down in the dirt. That's how David beat the Philistine, with a sling and a stone. He hit him and killed him. No sword for David. David won the battle quickly, and like I said, I believe it was because he had been preparing himself well in advance. 
And not because he knew the specific battle was coming, but because he knew that he needed more of God and less of him. So he dedicated time to spend with the Lord and built his relationship with God. He knew God. He knew who God was, and he knew who he was in God. Hallelujah. Sometimes we linger fighting a battle for a long time. And as we are going through it, we wonder, until when, Lord? We ask God, when, when, when is this going to be over? When will this end? But I believe that the process could have been quicker and the battle could have been won sooner if we've been preparing ourselves before the trial came. Amen. We need to prepare ourselves. Hallelujah. Then David ran up to the Philistine and just like he promised, stood over him, pulled the giant's sword. He took his sword from his sheath and finished the job by cutting off his head. So exactly what he said, what he promised Goliath he would do was exactly what he was able to do. Amen. When the Philistines saw that their great champion was dead, they scattered running for their lives. The men of Israel and Judah were up on their feet shouting. They, cra- they chased the Philistines all the way to the outskirts of Gath and the gates of Ekron. This shows me that our actions And our reactions matter greatly. Because we never know who may be watching and whom we make I'm sorry, and whom we may make feel defeated because they saw defeat in us. See? We need to react and act like children of God, like his inheritors, hallelujah. That we inherit everything that he has. Everything that he is, he has given us the honor to, do, to have and be the same. Amen? Because when we don't, the world that's looking around and knows that we serve God or that we, they know that we're a Christian, they observe. And they're looking for our reactions. They're looking to see how we're going to behave, how we're going to, you know, count, encounter someone who's throwing whatever against us. Amen? Kind of like Nate. Imagine if he would have gone out, run, um, walked out of there blowing up the, um, the, the hospital or the clinic, wherever it was that he was, um, what testimony would he have left behind for them to see? Oh, he swallowed it, he shoved it in all in, and once he was out of that place, he was able to give it to God. Amen? And that's how sometimes we need to react. We need to put ourselves aside and know that we're trying to save a lost soul. Hallelujah. Who many times know no better, but they look to us to see what it is that they should do. Believe it or not, they look at you and they're waiting to see how you're going to react so that they can react the same way. So that they can see, well, if they're taking the higher road, then I can do the same. But if we react differently, we're giving them an opp- another opportunity to go straight to hell because what's the point? Some of them think, what's the point? If they're Christian, they act the same way as me, what's the point? Amen? But that's not who God has called us to be. He's called us to be followers of him. Hallelujah. And Jesus always did and was always concerned about the people. Anything he did was because and for the people. Amen? Oh, no, don't do that. Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm sorry. I shrunk the words by accident. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank God that we have hope, hallelujah, in Christ Jesus. No matter what we go through, we have a mighty 
powerful working God on our behalf. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus. Our actions and reactions matter greatly, as I said. If David had reacted as everyone else, if he had, and here's the important thing that I was saying, if he had conformed to the mindsets of those around him, afraid and unsure of the Nikal, remember Nikal, the victory that already belonged to them, they would have surely been defeated that day. But David did not compromise his faith in God. He took his stance of an overcomer and overcame. So I, I'll repeat that again. David did not compromise. He did not conform to what everyone else was saying and thinking. He took his stance of an overcomer and overcame. Hallelujah. Jesus, what are the things that we might conform to in our walk, in our walk or in our journey? Many times, fear. We allow fear to take place in our hearts. Hallelujah. As the Israelites did, Israelites did at that time. But we must remind ourselves constantly that Deuteronomy 31, 6 says this, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then what do we have to be afraid of? Absolutely nothing. When we have Again, a powerful God walking beside us, hallelujah, who never leaves us nor forsakes us. It doesn't even matter what we do. Sometimes we think that we're like the, the worst of the worst. Sometimes we think that what we have done um, that has hurt the Lord keeps us from God or keeps God from us. Absolutely not. That is a lie from the pit of hell. God is always there no matter what. He is always pursuing us. He is always chasing us no matter what we do, hallelujah. So do not be afraid. Do not let fear take over your heart. Hallelujah. There's also doubt. Doubt can creep in. We can conform to the way that some people in this world live with doubt, doubting themselves, doubting who they are, doubting who God created them to be. But what should our prayer be? Mark 9, 24. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. God knows that we are human. God knows that we have our weaknesses and we have our moments. Hallelujah. But we need to reject those thoughts of doubt and come against the enemy by saying, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Hallelujah. The important thing is, is that we do not take it sitting down. That we take it, you know, fighting. Hallelujah. Um, with the spirit of God. Hallelujah. In our lives. Jesus. And I don't know how many people I have met who live in helplessness. They find no refuge, no courage anywhere doesn't matter what you say they feel so helpless but this shouldn't be our outlook this shouldn't be the posture that we take hallelujah helplessness should not even be a thought in our minds because God already paved the way he already gave us the victory that is ours hallelujah and in he Hebrew 415 it says now that we know we're four, 14 through 16 now that we know what we have Jesus this great high priest with ready access to God, right? We have direct access. We can just come before God. Let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but sin. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. 
take the mercy except the help. And that's through the Message Bible. I liked the way it, break it, it breaked it down because, or it broke it down. It's just so easy to understand, amen? It says, so let's walk right up to him. Let's walk right up to the Lord Jesus and get what he is so ready to give us. Take his mercy and accept his help. Hallelujah. Another thing that we can conform to is anxiety. I know a lot of people who struggle with anxiety. And anxiety leads to depression. But the people of God should not live with anxiety and in depression. Hallelujah. Yes, they are, uh, you know, they are science or scientific and psychological things that sometimes happen. And um, that we recognize and we understand that. But because we went through something and, you know, we didn't know how to get out of it or, or we didn't call out to God right away when we were struggling, amen, and so we let anxiety come into our lives and because we don't know what to do, how do I get myself out, you know, who do I turn to to help me? Instead of saying, why am I worrying for? There's nothing that I should be anxious for because God already told me that he will make a way. He will always provide. Hallelujah. He will always be that peace that I need. Amen. That should be our, our perspective. Because Philippines 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So when something comes against us or when we're facing a trial or a tough decision, whatever the case might be, the word encourages us not to become worried, to give our supplication to God, amen, to tell God what it is that we're feeling, what it is that we need, what it is that, or, you know, to, to, to point us in the right direction in order to overcome what it is that we're facing, but then to be thankful. I don't know if you caught that. It says, um, and, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, not because you're grateful that you see it working out already, but because in the spirit realm, not in the natural, right? Not because you see it in the natural, but in the spirit realm, you see God already working it out in your favor. Amen. So that's why we're supposed to be thankful. Amen. We're supposed to say, God, this is what I'm going through. This is what I need. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I am thankful that it has already been done. I give thanks to the God Almighty. I give thanks to you who has already made the way. When I don't see the way with my natural eyes, in the spirit, God, you have it all under control. Hallelujah. And then we can sit back and relax and enjoy what God has already in store for us. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. So what does the word also say? Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Hallelujah. Nate needed a good word at that moment. Hallelujah. Because if not, depression would have taken over his heart. Hallelujah. Frustration would have continued to, you know, creep inside of him. Hallelujah. But God provided him a good word. Hallelujah. Which made him glad and even gave, made him so grateful that he gave more than he needed to and blessed someone else's life. Hallelujah. Those are our reactions. Those are the actions we need to be taking so that the world sees. No, we don't don't live destroyed. We don't live defeated. Hallelujah. We live victorious. No matter what my outside world says, no matter who tells me that I am defeated, I know God has already won my battle. Hallelujah. He wins. We win. Hallelujah. He's won. We won. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Be careful if you are feeling down and out 
Because it is a possibility that you are allowing, allowing anxiety to come in and take place in your life. And this should not be. We are to reject all these types of conformities that exist in many of the people in the world that walk without Christ. See, it's expected in the people that walk without Christ. But for us, uh-uh, it should not be our demeanor or our posture. For Jesus has already overcome the world. He said, do not be worried. I already overcame the world. I already overcame it. Hallelujah. Ah, and us being his children, we have the same victory over everything. Hallelujah. Revelations 5, 6 says, then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne. Hallelujah. When you read this, some of you might say slain. Man, slain makes me think of defeat. Hallelujah. If the lamb looked slain, then surely he must have been defeated. But the great thing is that it continues to read on and say the lamb was standing. If the lamb had been defeated, then it would not have been standing. Hallelujah. Jesus was slain, but the powerful thing about it is that he was still able to stand. Hallelujah. Jesus went through his own difficulties, through his own battles here on earth being tempted by the devil, being rejected by his own people, being ridiculed. He went through the struggle of not wanting to go to Calvary because he knew that there he would be tortured and abused in such a horrible way. And many of us here on earth, we can identify with so many of these things. But guess what? Jesus can identify with us as well. That is his journey. That, that his journey was going to be a very hurtful and lonely one. He knew this. He knew that he would feel all the pain of the world, but he chose the outcome over comfort. He chose the result. He chose what he knew was going to happen over being comfortable. Hallelujah. He knew that through him, we would overcome. Because of him, we do have the victory. Because of him, we are more than conquerors. Because of him, we win. If Jesus is our model for overcoming, then we need to understand that we may be slain many times over. But we have the power to stand tall through it all. Wow. We are victorious because Jesus won every battle for us. He overcame every sin so that we today can do the same. Hallelujah. He took it all upon himself. Hallelujah. So that today we could stand victorious. We can ask or stand before God's presence and say, God, forgive me for my sins. And God can say, you are forgiven. And no longer does he remember those sins. No longer do we have to walk around looking defeated, look at bur looking burdened because of the things we've done. Because they're your past. And your past in Christ does not define who you are in your present and in your future. Hallelujah. Do not allow your past to define you. For God has already dismissed it away. Hallelujah. Know who you are today in Christ and walk from that position forward. Hallelujah. To where God is taking you. Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We are not weakly little Christians. Jesus. We are not weakly little Christians. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I come against lies of the enemy in Jesus' name because we are not weak. We just need to identify ourselves with Christ. David understood this and took his stance as a child of Christ and knew exactly who he was. Mm. 
an overcomer, not a conformer. Hallelujah. Let us not conform to this world. Hallelujah. But be renewed. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, Do not be conformed to this world, but by the renewing of our mind. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Because when we conform to this world and their sy- sy- its systems and ideology, we cannot be victorious. Because everything set out in the world, when you really look and think and absorb, is set up for us to fail. But here's the thing. We are not failures because God has already made us overcomers. Hallelujah. So we, not conf- we cannot conform to the world's mindsets. We have to conform to the mindset that now Christ has given us when we entered into his kingdom. Hallelujah. That of a warrior. That of a warrior princess or prince. Hallelujah. That can take and overthrow. Hallelujah. Kingdoms of the enemy. Hallelujah. That we can take back everything that the devil has taken away from us. And God gives it to us a hundredfold. Hallelujah. It's not just, oh, he took one water. God's going to give you one water. No. God will trinkle, I mean, he'll pour down bottles and bottles and bottles of water. That's just a symbolic, you know, a symbolism that I'm using. But that's God's way of blessing his people. Hallelujah. Jesus. But we just need to know who we are. <laughs> we need to know exactly who we are. Hallelujah. First John 5, 4 through 5. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. So, so then how do we overcome, right? We overcome by faith, which is something else that Nate mentioned. Hallelujah. So in 1 John 5, 4 through 5, it says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. How are you born of God? When you come to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. That's it. Boom. You are born again of God. Hallelujah. This is the victory that has overcome the world, says the the word of God. Even our faith. Even our faith. Why faith? Because faith is what allows us to see in the spirit what is not yet in the natural realm. Amen? Hallelujah. Only the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God, he is an overcomer. Hallelujah. Faith is our weapon for overcoming. Why? Because we believe even when we do not see the victory in front of us, but because we know who we we are in Christ, we believe and declare that victory is ours every day. Hallelujah. Glory to God and Savior. And it doesn't end here. See, God is so good that he doesn't just require of us to believe that we're overcomers. Hallelujah. He doesn't just require of us to believe in him and know that he has our victory. He promises. He gives us promises after promises. Hallelujah. And he, Jesus made promises to those that overcome. If we read Revelations 2-7, the NIV version, whoever has ears, Let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Hallelujah. So all we need to do is believe and know that we are victorious. Know that we are overcomers and God already has our place in his kingdom. Hallelujah. Revelations 3.21 says, to the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Hallelujah. 
So for us who continue and make the decision to continue to fight the good fight, like the word says, we continue to battle on no matter what the devil throws at us, no matter what the world throws our way, but we continue to say, no, I stand firm in that God um, is in control of my life. We will sit at the, fi- at the right hand, hallelujah, of his throne, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. That is the hope that we have. See, when the world walks around hopelessly, it's because many of them believe there's nowhere else after this life. And that is not true. That is a lie. We, in Christ, we have hope. We know that one day we will be sitting with our God. Hallelujah. We will be sitting next to our Savior. We will be cuddled right into his bosom. Hallelujah. Because that is his promise. Hallelujah. That is our hope of eternal life. Hallelujah. When the rest of the world believes that this is it, we know better. We know that we have not been struggling, fighting, enduring, persevering for no end. We have been persevering, fighting, overcoming for a new beginning with Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So listen, I don't know what your circumstance might be today. But God wants you to know that you are not defeated. That you are a child of the one true king who has overcome the world. And because he has overcome, no, but no. And know without a doubt that you are already an overcomer. Doesn't matter what you see before you. It doesn't matter what your circumstance is saying. Doesn't matter that you hear the words, it's hopeless. Doesn't matter that you hear, there's no way out. It doesn't matter that you hear, you're not good enough for God anymore. God wants you to know. That you are an overcomer. The struggles, the battles, they're all for a purpose. Hallelujah. But know that you are an overcomer. Hallelujah. Through them all. So I want to ask you to join me today in singing the song Overcome by Jeremy Camp. And while we sing and listen to the lyrics... Bring before God today your supplication. Bring before God your circumstance. I want you to leave it today at the feet of Jesus. And then walk away giving him thanks for what he has already done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is a moment for you and God. For you to talk to him, speak to him. There's no special way that you need to talk to the Lord. The way you speak to mom, the way you speak to sis, the way you speak to friend, that's how God wants you to speak to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.